0: my name is fraser my name is mark
1: and we are the hosts of the geekiest show alive to the outside world we're ordinary geeks but in the fab international studios we talk comics and find other geeks just like us this This is geek of the week
0: Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on Issue 30 with your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. Can you believe it? We hit 30. That's yeah. a, that's like a... Um... People have a bit of a crisis at 30, don't they? Well, I, va- just, I
1: vaguely remember mine 10 <laughs> years ago.
0: I'm basing it off... Um, Yours is
1: going to be hilarious. I
0: yeah, don't even. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you are. It creeps up on you. Uh, I,
0: all I remember is just watching the episodes of Friends, like that one episode of Friends where they all t- like they all go about turning 30. I reckon I'll be like Joey just crying, going, No, why? I can definitely see that. But Yeah, we've got a jam-packed show this week. We've got a a lot of a new... Hella... As in, like... Lots of news. As in, like, the character from four, not evil stuff. Um, actually, she's quite evil. We've got a a load of news with um, a load of trailers hitting, some cool, interesting news, and some stuff we found out about Endgame after, you know, the spoiler ban was lifted. We've also got very exciting on Polar Pass. We're starting our free comic book day. A whole att- attempt at trying to smash out and read as many as we can we've read 10 this week which is pretty pretty big considering we usually read free on yeah so we've, it was
1: and they're full-size comics as well i was expecting some of them to be like super like, short and so super small but they're, they're in on <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope not at all we've got trade-off if we make it that far this time around mark gave me a book and again if we have time for it we also have at the fourth segment which is binge it or bin it but if we have time for them. Last we, yeah, week talk, we talked about Endgame for an hour and a half, so we only managed to fit in two uh, segments. So we'll see how we go. We see how. We'll just you know, it's just I'm just gonna see how things go. It's fine, but yeah. A lot of news and a lot of books we're reading. This is definitely going to be the demo show for Polo Pass because I think over the next couple of weeks it is. We managed to get 30 books overall. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Travelling Man. Um, We have a local one in Manchester, but they're available all around the UK. Um, If you're not from the UK... Sorry, mate. They've got
1: a website and you can follow them on Twitter. Yeah,
0: soon they'll be travelling. Hopefully one day they'll be travelling to you. But if you're ever
1: travelling to the UK, definitely check them out. They're all over the... all over the shop all over the store before we go into the news fraser i just want to make everyone aware that i am having a go on the desk today so if the levels are a bit wonky and if i get flustered and play all the songs in one go i can only apologize this is my first go at this so the the show might be a bit shonky so sorry in advance it'll be fine oh we'll see but with that I guess it's time for the now news it's,
0: now it's the first test
1: <laughs> I need photos of Spider-Man I'm too
0: so, you know with the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson, it's time for the News on Geek of the Week.
1: So far, so good. Look so at far... me, not know, making a mess.
0: very proud of you. Now, we're going to start off the news with a bit of sad news. Um, the passing of uh, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewie, uh, Chewbacca, for all those years, all those movies, um, sadly passed away. Actually, I think it was during last week's show, so we didn't get to cover it yeah, then. Yeah, um, it wasn't.
1: It was, I think it was. It was announced while we, we were actually on the air. I think. Yeah, I think. It,
0: yeah. So May the Fourth as well, which is you know a big Star Wars. Which is day. really
1: sad, actually.
0: Um, but there was a lovely little tribute in Manchester. Manchester, um, traffic. I, I can, I'm trying to think what the actual term is, but they have their boards and you know like oh don't speed whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they managed to do some quite pers- like some quite funny messages on there, and they had a message. I think it was partly for Star Wars Day, but it also seems like it was partly for um, Peter Mayhew as well. And it was, uh, don't drive solo, consider walking to Wookiee. So consider walking to work. And yeah. I was like, that's nice. At first when I read it, I was like, consider, um, consider the walking Wookiee. So I was like, oh, you pick up a Wookiee uh, on your way. I
1: like walkies. And I thought that
0: would be kind of nice. But, you know, it was a nice little message, in it? I went past and went, oh, that's cute for May the 4th and also you know, with the passing, um, with the recent passing as well.
1: Well, I mean, I, I'm um, studying to, do funeral celebra- to be a funeral celebrant, and I've been reading a lot about grief, and it turns out that there is no way to really support people other than being there and listening. Because yeah. whatever you say can make someone sad or angry, and uh, there are a lot of people that are going to be very upset about this. And, you know, your heart goes out to them, but the reality is be there for them, in the way they need you to be, rather than the way you feel like you should be. Yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, it is incredibly sad, and there's the old cliche, which is not helpful in any way, shape, or form, where he had a good innings. Yeah, he was quite old, but it's still pretty damn sad, and no one is prepared for the death of somebody that they care about.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is is one of them things, isn't it? It's like... um... It's still quite shocking because you know it, it's to be a bit grim. Any day could be a last day, but you don't really know yeah. and stuff like that. And there are like, what is a good in these days? Like, there's people who live for so many long and I think yep. I always found we did this um short film at uni, and it was it was called "She's Dead to Me." You can check it out on YouTube if you want to. That was a bit of a terrible yeah. plug but we i have it's actually pretty we, cool. we emphasized in that it basically this guy spends a whole day with the living embodiment of death and one message we always tried to get with that was um it's not how much time you have it's how you spend it and this you know he spent it and incre- he spent it, uh, his time very well an incredible life thanks mm. to star wars but he also you know he, like I always feel like the characters in Star Wars, the actors in Star Wars, have always been great at giving stuff back. Like, he he got to experience, because Chewie's been in um, all the film, has he been in all, no, he's been in most of the films. Most like of the He's crept into the prequels, obviously he was in the main series, and he's just come back, and it was nice. I mean, first we lose Kenny Baker, and who played R2-D2, and it's sort of, it is that, um, it's, it's just getting to that time. I think, it's really.
1: heartbreaking, but th- that's the reality of it, isn't it? it? The first film was filmed in the 70s, that's 30 years ago. Yeah. In 30 years, I'll be 70. It was you know? 40 years ago. Well, there you go. I'll be 80. Uh, you'll be like 60-something. We're not talking about that. You'll be I well don't old, I don't Fraser. I not talking about being 60. But the, the, that's the passage of time, and you've got to be realistic, but it's still incredibly sad. And, you know, your heart goes out to his family and his friends yeah. and, and to all the geeks out there that really identified with Chewie and yeah. loved the character. Gr- I think
0: it's just like growing up with it as well and it's it there has been some very cute and touching, you know, messages out there and I think that's a beautiful thing that comes that can come out of this grief is like people with their tributes and we always talk about whenever there's a passing with um you know, just people in sort of the geek culture. I think that geek culture is so strong that, you know, people do come together as a community and respect someone's, you know, their life and like the time they've spent here. Absolutely and yeah yeah so it was a it was a nice nice um nice bit of thing sorry just lost my uh i've lost my news pad here we are okay so this next thing's a bit exciting we're going back which again like i mentioned before we spoke talked an hour and a half about endgame and then when we did a trailer reaction we talked even more about it and on this show we're talking even more about it so i'm very proud of this avengers sinks the titanic yeah, yeah I, because, I, I saw this mm-hmm. on your
1: show notes. I was like, you just put that because you want to say exactly. that.
0: Exactly. But it's but, cool. But Avengers has beaten Titanic, so it's the second highest grossing film, which is very exciting. And it's even closer to Avatar. This could be the film that finally, you know, drops Avatar I, I down. I think it
1: will. Which is I think, fun. Ne- I think next week we're going to be saying.
0: It, it's funny as well because Avatar is now a Disney property, so it's sort of like Disney winning away.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. But Disney win all the time, all the ever, time. ever, All the time, ever.
0: every time. But yeah, no, fingers crossed because it's one of those things with Avatar. I feel like almost everyone has seen it, but no oh, one I haven't. But no one really enjoyed it or no Where? one went back for it. And the thing that always had it with Avatar was the reason why it made so much money was because it, it had to be seen in 3D. It came out in December when nothing else was out and had this long haul when nothing else was. But it's Endgame, man.
1: I, I I think we're going to see endgame. Um, I would um, be very surprised if it didn't. To be honest with you, I
0: can't think of another film that would do it as well. Maybe Avatar two, maybe, everyone maybe everyone's secret. Maybe everyone's low key an a- Avatar fan. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they just don't want to admit it. They saw it five times. I'm impressed that you haven't seen it once though. No, I've never seen it. Uh, I never won't. But it. I won't bother as well because it is that whole thing of it being in three D and unless you're like going to see a three D showing or you've got a three D TV, it's it's not really worth it. A, a cool thing, like we mentioned at the top, that's come out of... Um, so, I think it was like last Monday or this Monday, the Russo brothers was like, right, spoiler band's lifted, go crazy, unleash your memes. And it was literally like the... It uh, was like the, a sea. It was literally like the battle scene in, um, in Endgame, where it's like, <laughs> on your right, and then all the sorcerers let out all the memes, all the there reactions, everything. There was a tsunami everything. of memes. Just everything going out there. But some other cool stuff was revealed. So... A while back, we reported, and, well, not just us, everyone reported. We didn't get, like, some juicy scoop. But the 13 Reasons Why star um, Catherine Lamford. Now, this is very, like, how close is she to being a lang? I thought she still appeared, but she was Scott Lang's daughter, but I couldn't really recognise that much. No. But it, her... her Now, this is a poor choice of words if you know 13 Reasons Why. But her role was cut... Um, but it's been revealed what her role was and it's a really cool role so basically when fanos when fanos so yeah basically so when fanos snapped obviously he saw gamora and they had that scene in the what everyone theorizing in the soul stone like he actually traveled to the Soul, like where they're all kept and had a talk with gamora and apparently her scene was when tony snapped he saw an older version of Morgan Stark, and she oh. played. She played that, and she's like, "Oh, I'm okay, Dad," and all that. And I was like, oh, "I hope they recorded that because
1: I kind of want to see that." And I hope so too. I think that, that that's a beautiful little DVD exactly. extra to put Cause in because we
0: talked last week, didn't we? Because I was theorising that there's def- there's gotta be. A deleted scene of when bruce snapped and he saw natasha yeah yeah so that would be two great things and those three all together linking very well as like linking so well um i think with the story and it's like the rule of three and
1: and this you know the the lord of the rings trilogy has the incredible super long versions that you can get on dvd which is you know it's it's fan service it's something that isn't necessary the, the the originals were cut the way they were for a reason, exactly. but it doesn't mean that we don't want to see it. So I really hope that they it can actually a put a, a a big fat juicy Endgame s- extended edition five and, hours, and then
0: everyone does the whole like they do with Lord of the Rings. It's like, oh, let's watch them all! But like for this, it's twenty two films in the last was, film, and say, the last films five hours long. <laughs> you and
1: I have threatened that we'll binge all twenty two at some point, but yeah. as if either of us will ever have the time to do that. I just sleep. Yeah. That would take a while as
0: well. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of film in it. It is. And to be fair, most of Endgame covers the films that you don't like. It covers for the Dark Four, four two better than four two does. <laughs> <laughs> you just watch that and go, okay, I, I know what happened in four two now. And the only I remember for the longest time, I only considered four. I was like. If I have to miss a film, it'd probably 4-2, and I'll just watch the post-credit scene, because the post-credit scene is the biggest part of the... Um, wow. Cause it, you know, because of what it sets just, up with Guardians and stuff like just that. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's not mean. <laughs> right, So Now we're going into a, a ton of trailers, and we're going to start off with a nice fitting li- little endgame one, and it's a Far From Home trailer, and as a big Spidey fan, very excited about this, and Jameson at the beginning of our news section, we'd be very happy because he Yeah, he needs photos of Spider-Man. Yeah, he got some video of Spider-Man. He did. Quite a bit of video of Spider-Man. Now, we did a trailer reaction on our YouTube. Yeah, uh, check that out. We ended up in Spider-Man more suits. Find out how that happened. Um, um, yeah, as you can guess, it's probably because of me. But funny, yeah. <laughs> with his sigh of relief. But yeah, let's talk more. Uh, We've managed to probably digest the trailer more and watch it about 10 more times, 15, 20, who's counted, I don't know. I watched it
1: twice more.
0: A good couple of times. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts on the trailer um, now that you've got more time to digest it?
1: I'm excited about the ambiguity of Mysterio in a similar way to... It was a pleasant surprise that the scrolls were were the goodies in Captain Marvel. And I like the ambiguity. I like the idea that he could be a good guy. I like the idea he could be... A pretending liar. to be a good guy, and, and, and I think that's going to make an interesting, an interesting watch. I because it's it it would be quite obvious if he was Mysterio and he pre- made. Like pretended that he was the good guy, and his his illusions made everyone think he was the good guy when he wasn't. But what if he was actually the good guy and the mis—I oh, don't know. I just think I think it's got a lot of interesting possibilities. You know, shaking his hand at the start of when he meets him via Nick Fury was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, yeah, I'm quite are quite excited about that.
0: Yeah, so let's let's start with Mysterio because he's an interesting character to do. Because like you mentioned in the comics, now on our trailer reaction, I said Sinestro. I meant Syndrome. I did put a correction when I edited the video together, and I was like, Sinestro didn't do that. He did some evil stuff, but he didn't pretend. Well, he didn't pretend. Well, he thought he was a hero, but um, that's a tangent tornado for another time. A little bit, but um, yeah. So it's that sort of Syndrome thing from Incredibles, where when he debuted, he, he. Actually they've done it in the they did it in the car, 90s cartoon very well as well. He like he actually pretended to be Spider-Man, so he did effects like Spider-Man and people were like, "Why is this Spider-Man robbing a bank?" and it was him as well. He's also in the comics done the whole thing of, "Oh no, I'm a hero. Look at all the stuff I'm doing." Yeah. Here. So that would be cool to do. They mentioned the multiverse oh, my and goodness. that like Mysterio is from there, but again, that could be a lie because one of those things is the multiverse opens up so many options but it also opens maybe too many options oh you think
1: the multiverse could be like an illusion from Mysterio yeah, yeah. And there isn't a multiverse yeah, it it's so just there to mark it, out people yes it could be, yes, it oh. could be that it get people in
0: you know like the Mandarin like, like the Mandarin did with Iron Man 3 yeah
1: I mean everyone so, wanted to see magic and we did eventually see it so I think it could, if we don't see the multiverse yeah, we will eventually
0: we will at some point but also in um, the multiverse has been touched upon a lot in Spidey culture media recently yeah obviously with the Spider-Verse but also if you go back to Shatter Dimensions, the video mm, game where you mm. played is four different universes of Spider-Man. Yeah, um, Mysterio was the big bad in that. He was collecting all these, you know, different pieces from the dimensions. Um, so that he, you know, it isn't out of the realm of possibility that Mysterio is from the multiverse. It, again, in the story Spider-Man, where Miles and Peter first met from different universes, um, sort of the inspiration from for Spider-Verse, the film when them two met, Mysterio was the foe in that. So there is a a possibility that, you know, that he is from the multiverse and he is saying what he's saying and it is right. There is an option. He he is a hero. But again, he could all just be telling fibs and I can sort of see that happening. They could do a twist and then another twist like where, you know, you think he's lying and he's not or you're like, oh no, oh no, they're going for the twist where he is actually a good guy and then you're like, oh no... Like they managed to pull the rug under you quite a bit. I think with it's Spider-Man. definitely
1: a film that's going to have a twist. Because I, I yeah, like the twist.
0: They did it in um, Homecoming. No one expected, you know, uh, Liz Allen to be the daughter of Adrian Toomes. And then that big reveal when he opens the door and he's like wow, you're the... Vo- I just I just did the reaction then and remembered we were in audio format and they're just like, no, that would be dead air time unless actually made a Yeah, it was, his
1: face was worth seeing, but no it, one it will like, ever see it. Was like the surpri-
0: it was like the surprise cat on, you know, the emoji where the t- shot cat and it turns and it's like oh. mouth wide open and stuff. I like cats. But, like, I imagine we're going to get that kind of level of twist. I the, think so. There was a thing, is, uh, the thing is as well, Mysterio, a lot of it's been going round with... Just how deep his lies and illusions could be, because there could be scenes from the entire trailer that aren't true. Like Nick Fury appearing, that could be an illusion. MJ going to Peter and saying, "I know you, Spider-Man," that could be an illusion. That might not be true. I do love that scene as well because it was obvious that MJ knew, because she like in the last in the last or it's obvious that she could know because in the last film she was always calling him out like hey, where are you going? And he's like, uh... And he went, eh, I don't care. Like, there's always that thing in the back of my mind of, like, she could know, but she's not that bothered enough to tell people. Like, if Flash Thompson knew, he'd tell everyone under the sun that... Yeah. And he'd be Peter's new best mate. Do you know what I mean? He'd be like, oh, my best mate, Spider-Man, um... Which is all lies. But that works for Flash Thompson's character. The whole thing of, like, he bullies Peter, but he's the biggest Spidey fan. It's that duality that's just
1: yeah. hilarious. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, but, yeah, it's I feel like fun.
0: this MJ would be good at just keeping it cool, calm, and collected. I'm like, yeah, he's Spider-Man. So... And, like, I kind of knew. I was drawing a pad, and then you ran up, and I heard your voice, and it's... You know, there's many things that just... Um, and we got so more of their relationship together, and I'm kind of... I do dig it, and I dig... I dig that we're getting to see Peter and MJ. I just wish it was MJ Watson, not Michelle Jones, because Mary Jane isn't her full name. It's not, oh, my name's Mary, last name Jane. MJ's the first part of the name, and Watson's... Like, if she was Michelle Jones Watson, I'd be fine with it, Like because there's that whole connotation of like, Mary Jane being, like, with marijuana. I'm like, I'm okay if Disney wants to change that, but it's just, like, Michelle Jones Watson or... I'm leaning more uh, and more.
1: Is that why they changed it? Because I, it's associated that's, with marijuana? That's
0: my theory behind Good it. Good grief. But I can, I can totally understand it because if you Google Mary Jane, it comes up. There's some images uh, that come okay. up with the Mary Jane comic book character smoking um, marijuana, which is like... Oh, great. So you don't really want kids to search that. And I don't know. Yeah, if it was Michelle Joan Watson, I'm just like, come on, just get that Watson bit in. But the more and more I see Zen Diet as mary jane uh, uh, sorry as m j it's more you know I do like it, and I like the way she's playing her and I like that sort of relationship you know, I'm, I'm not sure
1: it matters it's uh, it's it's like a Dick being, and Rick thing and i I get that people are attached to the name, but there are worse things we we could not have spider man in in the m c u which I think also as well
0: because when ages and ages ago before when the rumors of the deal was happening, I was like i'm okay with spider-man being on his own like uh, and then when i saw him in the MCU, i was like oh, you're dope this was amazing you could have been missing out on this yeah but yeah. right now um because he talks about it in this trailer he's like oh no friendly neighborhood and he the the thing i really enjoy about spider-man is he is that friendly neighborhood we've talked about it in comics we've, re- we've been reading on polar pass with spidey and you ones i've just forced upon you on trade-off every time <laughs> But he's he is that friendly neighbourhood, and it's always it's always him in New York dealing with these situations, and then occasionally he'll team up with the Avengers. So yeah. my fear is, but I don't think they'll do it. Is him becoming to Tony Stark light because Dan Slott, um, he was the rec- um before the current one, he was a recent writer on Spidey, and he did turn um, Peter into sort of a Tony Stark light in a way. In like he's you know he had this big million dollar business and stuff like that, and he built all this tech, and I was like. It's kind of not spidey and like I accepted the story and then where it led on to and he sort of you know Parker look interfered and he managed to go all the way down to the bottom I sort of liked the way it did end up but I was sort of like for that time I was like
1: in the comics, Peter was always clever but poor. Yeah, so that, that absolutely differentiates exactly, that's him right. from it worked. from Tony Stark. And if, I don't think it's a concern we need to worry about. Well, the, think, the way that Tom Holland has built the character, I know, but I
0: think the thing is, is just the way the story is going is that whole thing of someone having to replace Iron Man. And I hope, and I think it will be the case in like this is Peter's story of like. I'm not going to be the second Iron Man. I'm going to be the first Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's good storytelling. And I think telling. that would be epic. And I think that's the story they're going for because yeah. it's the story they had in Homecoming. Like, he, he rejected the suit at first. And we see him almost reject the Iron Spider suit. Like, he, cha- he didn't bring the Iron Spider suit with him on vacation. He gets this new suit, I think, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So maybe it's that whole thing of he's wanting to be his own spider way. He wants to be that friendly yeah. neighbourhood. But and um, when he's on vacation, he doesn't want to be Spider-Man. And I would like it if because um, obviously, Spidey, Spidey and New York are like you know the that's the connection. New York, you know, they say it in Sex and the City, and it's always that big thing. New York's a character as well, but like in the
1: Netflix series as well, they're different areas yeah, where they all lived and they so were like, all
0: distinct. So like in the comics and TV show and the films, um, New York it. And Spidey are just two connected. They're two mm. characters in the same film. And I hope that because of him going to Europe, I hope that sort of disrupts the flow and he sort of goes, oh, no, I'm not ready to be Spider-Man International. I do need to stick to Friendly Neighbourhood. And I think it would be cool. I'd... But from that, we also get the cool line of, bitch, please, you went to space. <laughs> yep. But it didn't work out for him. He got dusted. And, like, I'd be scared to go anywhere that wasn't New York. As Spider-Man, anyway. As Peter Parker, you feel a bit safer. Maybe,
1: maybe, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited. I was already very excited for the film, but the the way they're dealing with iron man's death the way they're dealing they're putting in like juicy stuff like this could happen but like i said when we did the trailer reaction that was a good trailer because it doesn't tell you the story it makes you speculate yeah and that's and that's a good trailer so i'm even more excited for that film than (laughs) i even than i was before and it was
0: a good trailer and the way they put it together was very good considering endgame had just come out because it wasn't like oh this is a separate because there is that thing of this could just be a Spider-Man story it might not be too connected to Endgame but all the stuff they showed us in this trailer was the stuff that is connected to the Endgame or the repercussions of the universe because of Endgame they, they needed to do that Endgame, Endgame was kind of, such a big deal yeah yeah so, and that uh, it'll do that I think it'll have that same effect Iron Man 3 had with you know Avengers came out and then everyone went to see Iron Man 3 and it made like a billion when maybe it shouldn't have done um, or maybe it wouldn't done if it wasn't for that Avengers well, effect Iron Man 3 was a Perfectly acceptable film. It wasn't one of the best, but, but I yeah, liked that's it. what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's not a billion dollar film, if that makes sense. It's sort of like it was a it was a good hit, good like good hit. Probably take a few bases on your way, but it wasn't like the big knockout that Avengers was, and I think it, it did benefit from that. And I think this i is Spider Man, and they've always managed it like with all his appearances so far, and the Homecoming film, they've managed to um I feel like hit it just right with um, Spider. You know, it's not these big epics where it's like Spider-Man's gonna fight everyone it is this lower level thing sort of like your Ant-Mans and your Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah there. yeah they're never gonna break the box office but they do well and I think they do well
1: enough <laughs> yeah
0: well exactly yeah yeah I wouldn't mind having that bit of money but they also don't cost as much as the big End Games mm. in Infinity Wars so it'll be it'll do well and I think End Game will help it even more and I'm just looking forward to seeing more Spindy, to be fair. I'm just very, very excited. And it was a nice touch to have Tom Holland at the beginning and the end and have a spoiler warning, which I think I've never seen before in a trailer, of having a, it spo- was important, having a spoiler warning at the beginning about a previous film. It like, was could, important, though. Could you imagine, though, if, like, another film, like... Obviously, the MCU is such, like, a unique thing. No-one's ever had this connected universe before. No. But could you imagine even just a sequel did it? So, like, I don't know, a second film in... Like imagine the Dark Knight that they had a thing yeah. before. You need to see that Batman Begins. Turns out, or, you don't or really Terminator need to. Two. Yeah. Any. I was trying to think of like comic book ones. Well, yeah, but Terminator had comics, but yeah, like Terminator Two, if they had like if they
1: had something like that, or and it's um it or Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, like it's it's, it's a, it, I think it's in, It was incredibly important to do that because it is a massive spoiler for something that has been internet crazy over like, wait a sec Iron Man dies what yeah exactly <laughs> Spider-Man's right. alive and it, yeah I, I think it was a wise thing to do because people would have definitely definitely yeah, lost yeah, lost their temper 100%. over that
0: and it was nice to see Tom Holland there as well because it's funny because he's always spoiling stuff so there was a bit of like hey, a nod and a wink and a Lols. thing there it would have been even more hilarious if like Mark Ruffalo was in the background doing a thumbs up because you know it's them two who are notorious for for their spoilies and <laughs> <Nah>. then. <laughs> Like, oh, like him just going, oh, Tommy, you're playing the Far From Home trailer where Tony's dead. (laughs) Like, something like that. But I think that's a bit bit too far. That's too far. A bit too uh, tongue-in-cheek. But it was, yeah, it was nicely done. And just finally, they've not mentioned anything about the five years. That's all still speculation.
1: Which is, like I said, the trailer didn't give you anything. It just gave you more questions. And that's brilliant. All we know is
0: that all his school friends, all the important ones, they've been... uh, It
1: appears that they were all snapped. Which is a hell of a coincidence.
0: Yeah, although not everyone from his team has been because there was, I think the characters, what's the name, Eugene and there's someone, I forget her actual name, Cindy, is it Cindy Moon, I think. She becomes Silk. She's not there, so we could potentially see her older and as silk. So it'd be cool uh, to okay. see some of the characters we've seen in the past older and maybe some of the new characters like a Harry Osborne or a Gwen or Stacey or, yeah. or even some, like some others. What is also interesting as well is I, I'd be interested to find out Casey Lang's age because obviously she grew up five years, Peter didn't, so they're close to an age now and it's like, hmm... They could be friends. Interesting.
1: Oh, one thought I wanted to get in.
0: I always do this. This is ter- you do this,
1: particularly this with Spider Man.
0: This is terrible. Yeah, because my brain just—it's just got so many different webs and it's trying to receive, retrieve it all. Nice metaphor. It is, and it works out perfect for this. We might see Madam Web if there is the multiverse sort of thing. Mm. Madam Web could be there to try and sort it all out, and that might be a gateway to seeing Spider Man Twenty Ninety Nine. We might see Miles. We might see a, a, a Spider Gwen, and it's like, oh, don't worry, you've not no, met Gwen yet.
1: Not yet. No. I think it's a possibility in future, but I don't think yeah. Oh, I think, a, they're, I think imagine, they're wrapping up end imagine, Game with this film.
0: Imagine a post-credit scene. Of, Could be post-credit. That's the thing as well. This is the last film in Phase 3, so it is a big, big um, wrap-up. It would have been... It makes sense that this is the end of Phase 3 now, now that they're clear, clearing up the stuff from End Game, I think beforehand it was a bit like, oh, I thought this would have been the start of Phase 4, you know, like a new sort of passage, especially because we've already had a Spider-Man film in Phase Three, yeah, and they don't tend to put two films. They probably have done it in the past, but they don't tend to put. Oh, they have Iron Man to Iron Man One and Two. They don't tend to do that. Um, so it's interesting that they've done it with Spidey this time around, but it totally makes sense um, having two films from the same franchise in one phase. But stop overthinking it. Like I say, it makes sense. Um, I'm excited for what Phase Four could because I feel like the film we'll put a nice end to phase three and a nice little bookend and feel like maybe a post-credit scenes will set up phase four because yeah, I think nothing, was up, nothing was set up Nothing with end game at the end they just did the nice little gong and I thought that was, yeah. thought was rather nice now we have got um, down on here um, Spider-Verse part two so Two weeks ago, we talked about the um, Blu-ray extras about Spider Into the Spider-Verse. I think we're probably best leaving this to Let's postpone it because
1: we've not watched the commentary. Well, watch the commentary well, and we'll do it all in one. there's
0: that and we've got still quite a bit a lot of news. We now, have. Mark did mention earlier on the show and in this segment that it's him running the desk today. It is. So, unfortunately, we don't have the soundbite, so I'm gonna we're going to have to reenact this. Right, I'll do it. Which
1: character do you think you're going to be? I'm I'm guessing I'm probably going to be Professor X.
0: Yes, good guess.
1: (laughs) Charles, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do!
0: Nice, nice. Glad we uh, did that. So, when you hear that, you know that usually it's time for us to talk about um, X-Men news, or Fox news, or what the Fox is happening with X-Men, as I like to coin it. Wow, that was edgy. We just hit a 12 rating rather than PG, Fraser. So... (laughs) So, New Mutants, uh, originally scheduled to be out August 2nd this year, and be like, oh, a nice little ret- you know, return when you come back from your like, summer holidays or whatever, or when you're starting your summer holidays in the UK. You can watch New Mutants. Sorry about that, that's not happening anymore. New Mutants has been pushed back to April 3rd, 2020. I, I... Now, I, can't, I don't know if I can see this happening because I don't have 2020 vision.
1: Oh dear, I, I, I feel like every two or three weeks We have news on New Mutants being pushed back I'm sure this is a third or fourth time yeah. in 30 issues That we've actually talked about New Mutants Not being or sent like, our way anytime s- soon Or some
0: of the cast being like I don't know what's happening either I don't know what I do I mean the thing
1: is you, you, It's got Macy Williams in it and Surely it exactly. should be used Even if it's a terrible, terrible mess of a film you will make money because it's got Maisie Williams in it, who is one of the hottest actors in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, got that big it's Game
0: of Thrones. Absolutely Friends insane in it, yeah.
1: that they're doing this.
0: And it's one of them as well. They've got some of the cast from Stranger Things as well. Like, it's
1: frustrating. I want to see this film, yeah. and why?
0: Why do they keep doing this? And the the trailer as well. When they did release it, got a huge reaction because it was that sort yeah. of horror thing. And I think it is. It's that thing of like you know Marvel, uh, Disney, and Fox sort of that sort of deal thing. I think that's ha- making it suffer. And potentially as well, it could be because of Dark Phoenix and Dark Phoenix isn't looking like it's going to do so well. Oh, so it we'll could see. be them it, like, you know... Hedging their bets. Hedging their bets, um, dragging their feet or whatever it may be. But what is happening with Fox and... Um, their X Men property Legion Season 3 is happening, and we got a trailer for it. This is it says the final chapter, so this is probably before you know everything goes on to Disney Plus or it, mm. they um, start again with their X Men stuff. But what did you think of the trailer? For- Honestly,
1: I. Watched. I, I, you're going to have to take this one completely. I watched the first four episodes of Legion. Just simply couldn't get on with it. Really? So I've oh, not watched enough. it, and I just wasn't interested in a TV show. Watching a trailer for a TV show, I'm not. Gonna, yeah, you're not going to. Not going to watch. Oh no! Yeah. So I'm sorry. That the, no. The, yeah, yeah. That's occasionally cool. there is something that's not for you, and Legion, I just could not get on with, and I oh, don't no, know why because the premise was great. I know. I think uh, I sort
0: of stuck with the I stuck stuck with the show and stuff like that. Just be yeah for like you say the premise and stuff. And there's more comic book stuff to watch. And also like I think her name's Audrey Plaza. Apologies if I get it wrong. But she's from um, Parks and Rec. She's like the big main uh, bad in it. Spoilers for season one. Um, yeah, she does turn bad. Um, but I really enjoyed like seeing her in something where she's not April O'Neil. Uh, not April O'Neil. Uh, she's not April from um, Parks and Rec. So that was really cool. And I love this trailer because it was just so trippy and, like, just mental. It was very much inspired by Alice in the Wonderland. And then there was stuff with robots and mind stuff. So it could be the Sentinels. And it's that time travel thing. But this is time travel that we know is time travel. Like, you know, going to, to the past and telling yourself someone's going to kill you or doing this. So it doesn't live in the time travel that's been established in the MCU, which I think makes sense to why this is the last one and pe- perhaps why Legion isn't going to appear in the MCU because their rules of time travel are different. Um, and yeah, just the way they, they're setting Legion up as this big, like, you know, this organisation are just trying to take him down and saying, like, it's really impossible to do this with someone who can time travel and warn themselves every single time we do it and that's one of those things with time travel and I think why the MCU did their version of time travel the way they did is because you open up so many things if like yeah well you can just go back in time and do this or they can just do this or...
1: You've got to be cautious with time travel so, regardless of what your franchise is you've got to be cautious with time ed- travel. Exactly
0: um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out and again it's the final, final chapter um the last one again it's one of them things it's a bit upsetting that these shows are only getting three seasons but we also have to put into the fact that shows like this a couple of years ago probably wouldn't even get one full season so no. It's, no. it's nice that we're getting what we're getting now another trailer we're getting this is sort of like this um a restart for the CW Arrows come to a close and now we've got Batwoman did you check out this trailer
1: no again it's not uh, like, like as I've established I just haven't watched enough of this to I, I don't want spoilers and that trailer would be spoilers for me because I do, intend to, watch uh, that. I do be- intend to watch that at some point and it, to, to watch trailers for that, it, it would spoil me. Well, you'd be surprised. I think you
0: would have been annoyed at this because it was a similar situation to the Birds of Prey trailer we had a while back. It literally just showed her as Batwoman and it showed the Bat symbol, which was epic and, co- for me, cool setting up, being like, oh, we're getting to see this. We're getting to see, you know, the Bat characters in the CW, which is really cool. We, You know, we've seen the Supers with Supergirl and Super superman through supergirl so it was nice that that was connected and just seeing the back connection into it and just adding more characters into the cw universe and i hope it just kicks some life into the cw because it's been a bit sloping like flash isn't as good as it used to be arrow's coming to an end quite happily like i feel most people are, like happy it's coming to an end Is it on, uh, like,
1: season six
0: or something now? I think it's maybe seven, eight. It's quite far ahead, because I know Flash is on season five, and Arrow was already on, like, season three when that started. Good grief. I think the only thing that's keeping the CW going, at least for me, is Legends of Tomorrow, but that's just because of how wacky and crazy it is. Um, But, yeah, I feel like... Feel free to watch this trailer, because it won't... It doesn't spoil anything, it's literally just uh, rocking up. So it would be the kind of trailer I don't like, then? In a way, yeah. In a way. But, yeah, no, it's exciting to see, (laughs) and it's... It's like I say, it's it's weird that we're getting all these basically Batman characters, but it's not Batman. Like, Arrow is a discount Batman, in my opinion. He has been in the comics as well, to be fair, and they do poke fun at that. Like, he mentions he has an arrow cave, and he's like, oh, like a Batcave. cave. But I find frustrating... No, it's not, like a, it's not
1: like a bat cave, but, like, they've done that. What yeah. I find frustrating is that he wasn't rich in the comics. No, there were some... And he was very no, left-wing in the comics, whereas that... Arrow's quite, quite a right-wing show. Quite, so it's... Quite...
0: It's, it's so in DC Arrow's been different things he has been a Batman light so he has been there's a Justice League story where the Justice League get this mystery investor and they're not quite sure who it is and Arrow wants to join the Justice League team and Batman's like hey it's not Bruce Wayne or whatever and it turns out at the end that it is uh, Oliver Queen so there has been stories where he hasn't been rich and he's been left but there has been stories where he has been rich it's all sort of that like, I don't know it's one of them he's always sort of fit the purpose of what they needed like he has been rich he hasn't been rich it's, it's all kinds of stuff and the start of arrow was nice for the cw but then again it sort of dipped down flash brought a new life into the cw but then it dipped down supergirl brought a new life in cw and then it all went down and the only one who's sort of, like, gone up is Legends of Tomorrow, because the first season you saw, uh, and then the Hawk, Hawk guy and Hawk, uh, Hawk man and Hawk girl go, and then it gets all exciting again, and they're, now they're dealing with stuff with Constantine. And so Which I'm just, is the
1: Constantine that was in that yeah, yeah, really exactly. very good show that got cancelled after exactly. one season. I loved the Constantine Jeff-O, TV I, series.
0: I would recommend Legends of Tomorrow to you. I think you really enjoy it. If it Constantine's is. in it, and there's I'm, a guy, I'm interested. There's a guy from Doctor Who as well who plays Rip Hunter. Um, Do I need to have seen a lot of the other CW stuff to watch it? To be fair, right. This I've is watched the,
1: all of Constantine. Well, this
0: this is the thing, right. I always say you never need to see everything. Like, it's connected, but, like, they explain it in the show. Like, there are characters from Arrow who you'll be like, oh, I recognise them, and they might touch on their story a bit. Um, but it's all, like, mentioned in dialogue anyway. There's characters from The Flash, but it's, what, it's one of them. If you just start, all, all you need to know is... For the story is put in there it's very much like comic books in that way right, you know, where right. you don't have to know ev- the whole history of uh, DC <laughs> Excuse me,
1: that's a good policy I guess
0: and that's that's always my policy I think with um, moving forward I think that's why I'm really happy that I started reading comic books because it sort of passed over to other media as well yeah. like I started watching The Flash and I was like I was nearly finishing the first season of Arrow and I had that mentality that you have like oh no I need to finish this and then go on to that And then when I started watching the flash, I was like, oh, no, these aren't as connected as they need to be. And then when there is crossovers, you know, there's stuff mentioned. The crossovers are more sort of a thing of, you know, to try and inspire you to watch the other show. But you don't necessarily have to, which I think is...
1: That's probably the right way to deal with it.
0: Yeah. And now the final trailer we're going to talk about is the Watchmen teaser trailer. Now and This is this is what I was excited This is a about. big rally because I saw the Legion trailer. I was like, oh, I'll click that. And then recommended was the Batwoman trailer. I was like, oh, I'll watch that as well. And then Watchmen, I was like, oh, and this is going to be a huge news week. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the Watchmen
1: teaser trailer from HBO? It, I mean, it is HBO. And just seeing those letters gives you a confidence that it's going to be something that yeah. they've... They've they've invested in they've they've they care about and it's going to be sophisticated and and it's going to have the kind of budget that allows it to be yeah like a Game of Thrones budget yeah yeah and talking about Game of Thrones they are looking for the next huge deal and you know there's been a couple of there's been a couple of programs that they were hoping. That have done well, but they weren't the next they're Game big, of Thrones, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I think that they're, they're, they're playing for that with this, and it is dark and it is a
0: lot, yeah. a lot of Rorschach, which I thought was really cool. I have
1: no problem with a lot of Rorschach. Which is
0: really cool because they sort of did the whole thing of like you know they did with the like they've done with the Joker in the past where everyone wears the makeup or everyone like and the sort of this fandom around Rorschach where it's like everyone's got the masks because it's yeah. a big thing they've been doing with Doomsday Comet in Doomsday Clock, the recent comic book run they had with DC
1: yeah which like, I haven't read but the premise does worry me Yeah, I, where, I like them being separate universes that's kind of what Vertigo was where there's a lot of um, oh no but it's,
0: it's a cool way they're doing it because like mm. Doctor Manhattan is like basically the creator of the DC universe which is pretty cool yeah um, but the thing in with that is, like, there's these different Rorschachs and no one's sure who the real Rorschach is or whether this person who's saying he's Rorschach really is Rorschach, um, like you say, because it was two different universes before. And I do sort of like that idea of, like, Rorschach being an idea, not just a person or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that was really cool, just seeing all the different masks and being like, wow, this is cool. And obviously I mean, the ticking clock. Jeremy game? Irons
1: looks great. Yeah, exactly.
0: And they've managed to cast this again incredibly like they did with the um, live-action film as well. And it would be interesting to see this in an episode format. Obviously, it's going to be sort of like that Game of Thrones thing where it's going to have a long period of time and it's some, some episodes are going to feel like a film, but yeah. the, it is a longest sh- standing series, which will be
1: interesting. The thing is, I mean, the, the DC... Is better when they do it dark and nasty and adult. It it is. I'm not so sure you would you would say that about Marvel. I mean Daredevil was exceptional. But I think it, it, it wasn't a hundred times better than the PG films. Whereas I, th- I think for both it depends on the character. Perhaps. Perhaps mm. that's there is an element of that. But this this looks like it's not gonna pull its punches. Yeah. And the reception for the Joker trailer. I, I, I'm assuming that the reception is going to be the same for this because it looks the like the kind of nasty vertigo kind of stuff that I like. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's more, yeah, this trailer was
0: out of the free end. I was like, yeah, this is probably definitely more Mark's alley. It's very much up my alley. I'm I
1: was, very excited I about was, this. I was
0: surprised she didn't get on board with Legion though because I thought it was one of those shows where I was like, Mark's either going to be really into this or he's not touched it at all.
1: And yeah I and i was disappointed that I, I, it felt like something that i was gonna get into and i really tried i watched three more episodes than i wanted to because i wanted to like it yeah. and i just didn't it's always torturing. sometimes it's you that. just don't get on with something do you yeah that's true and it can it
0: can be torturous sometimes where you're just like but i want to like this and yeah. i should like this yeah but... yeah i totally get that but that's uh that's the news for this week Guys, girls, geeks of all kind. And we, you know, there's just two of us here. But there's a ton of you geeks out there. And we want to know your thoughts on all these stories and more. What were your thoughts on these? What did you think about me and Mark? Uh, Mark and I getting into our morph suits and doing a little trip. It's not going to happen. Definitely check it out. It's kind of funny. And, uh, you know, if... If it, I reckon if it gets a couple of views, it's going to happen even more. We'll put a view finger on it and then we
1: do like doing the trailer reactions. Actually. Yeah, they, we they, should they, try and do them more often.
0: They are fun, and we'll always find either a morph suit or a suitable. Atti- no, we won't. We'll always find suitable attire, or at least no, I won't. will. At least I will. I'll find suitable okay. attire for the trailer, and I'll try and force Mark onto it. We'll try our best. What what we can do, geeks. We'll do what we do. But yeah, if you you can um, share your thoughts with us on our Facebook discussion group. We've got a Twitter where you can at us. We also have the YouTube comment section below the YouTube video. So if you're listening on YouTube, it's just right down there below. If you're listening to us on our podcast or radio show and you're like, ah, I'm not really into Facebook and Twitter, I'm going to check out the YouTube video. It comes out a bit later. But yeah, if you're willing to wait, the comment section there below. We reach. We find it all. We're we all, stick it everywhere we, always, we can, basically. Everywhere we can,
1: and we always... Oh, that we're, could have been misconstrued out of context. We
0: always manage to find your thoughts in one way or another. I'm always happy to, you know, keep the conversation going because we're all geeks out here. We all love to talk about this stuff. But, yeah, that's the news for Issue 30. Done. Mark, are you going to do this um, this intro live?
1: No, I'm just going to press play. <laughs>
0: So, this is Pull or Pass, the part of the show, where we take a look at typically free comic books that have come out this week, and we say whether we would pull or pass on them. So, if you're wondering what the term pull means, you're like, whoa, 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 guys, you've lost me. Basically, whenever you go into a comic book store and you pick up, a, let's say you've just seen Endgame, uh, you pick up an Avengers book. It could be an Avengers 1, 2, 3, 5, whatever it is. You pick it up, you... um put it on the desk, you pay for it, and the clerk goes, hey, do you want to add this to your pull?" And you say, yeah, sure, why not? Basically, whenever an Avengers comic comes out, a 6, 7, infinity, they'll leave it behind the desk for you, for you to sort of, like, basically to save it for you, because the comic book stores can be crazy on a Wednesdays, People trying to get every all kind of issue and, you know... Sometimes you'll miss out on your issue and you'll end up having like, oh, I've got Avengers 1 to 10, but then I don't have 11, 12, 13. But I have 14, 15, 16, and it can cause uh, that would suck a lot of anxiety and a lot of, oh, man. But you can also do this for like, say, if you know a comic book's coming out in the future, you can be like, oh, can I put this on my pull? And sometimes that means that you actually get that book instead of like with lesser known books, um, in, including Marvel and DC books, not just indie titles. Uh, comic book retailers might not get it unless they know someone's going to buy it and you know it's it's one of those things it's a business you know you can't mm. have all these books on the shelves that no one's reading but this month's very exciting so last week's show um, it was the 4th of May but it was also the first uh, Saturday in May which for the past couple of years has been free comic book day and this year it was exactly the same there was 51 books that were released on yeah. free comic book day now we teamed up with traveling man in manchester they have stores all around the uk they so do.
1: definitely there's, recommend checking them out there's one in but, leeds there's one in newcastle and there's one in uh york as well yeah, so they have got, got four as well as branches yeah. and we are sponsored by traveling man
0: for the yes yeah, so section. this is what we were saying that thanks to uh free comic book day and talking to traveling man polo pass is now sponsored by traveling man so Thank you, um, the people at Travelling Man, the fellow geeks at Travelling Man. Definitely, if you listen to this and you want to go into a comic book store um, near you, that's one of those locations, definitely check them out. If you've never been to a comic book store before in your life as well, definitely check them out. To be fair,
1: I I used Travelling Man regardless. They were already my comic book store, and I I, I loved
0: them anyway, but I loved them just a little bit more now. We finally had the guts to uh, talk to them, but we've teamed up with them this month, and like I said, we're free comic book day. We managed to get thirty books. They had. They, they gave us they, a haul. They themselves got thirty books in. um There's very few comic books that get all
1: fifty-one. Trust this, me, that's. I went to another comic book store and they got in five. Just five, to put that into perspective. five that we already had as well. Yeah. So um, yay,
0: traveling man. But we're basically for the rest of this month, Polar Pass is dedicated to free comic book day. We're going to read ten at a time. And we're sort of doing it as a... There's sort of a theme around it. Like, the bit, the what, the 10 this week are sort of from the quote-unquote big publishers. So, your Marvel, your DCs, your Image, your Dark Horse, your, your properties that you will know. And sort of a lot of these books have been ad, advertisements for their other medias. So, like, they'll either be um, getting you in because they know you watch their TV show or their film and they want to get you into comic books.
1: Or it's a comic book to set up their film and TV stuff. These are more gold titles. We were talking about gold and silver last week, and these are more gold titles that we're looking at today. But they're not the ones I
0: was necessarily particularly interested in. Interestingly enough, though, as well, some of them are gold, some of them are silver, and some that are silver you'd think, ah, I did not expect that. But let's get it started anyway. And if you've checked out any of these um, free comic books, um, we'd be interested to get your thoughts. But we'll talk more about that end when I do the... Hello, fellow geek spiel. At the, uh, you know that you know typical do the, You do bit. it every single yeah. time. So now, the first comic book, free comic book we're looking at, is The Avengers plus Savage Avengers. So you get two stories in this. It's really cool. Uh, a lot J- of the
1: books do that, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this is um, the new Avengers team with Jason Aaron at the front. And, yeah, The Savage Avengers is really cool because it's um, Jerry Duggan. He's um, Him and his team run that book. Now, let's get your thoughts on both the Avengers and Savage Avengers you can split your thoughts up into two well I,
1: I, I did enjoy the um, the thinly veiled sideswipe at DC Comics I thought that was wonderful and, oh you and mean completely the, accurate the DC heroes yeah it was it was were... 100% accurate Marvel is doing better than yeah. DC at the moment and it, I, I did I did feel it was a little bit like they were kicking people while they were down I did like but it, that but it, it, it was true it was true. It was, <laughs> it was pretty savage. It was funny because they did a nod on
0: this on Twitter and it's like, oh, they're DC heroes. And everyone's like, wait, Marvel teaming up with DC? And it was like, Washington DC. Washington was like, DC. Yeah, clever. And that
1: clever, yeah. And the, Very the, clever. The, 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 the Washington DC characters looked like DC. A bit, yeah. Comic it, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't subtle. No. And I, I enjoyed it because I like I prefer Marvel to DC, but I can see how particularly... You could see it as, you know, kicking someone when they were down, and it's an unnecessary sideswipe. Well, it's funny. But I liked it. It's funny because
0: I'd say DC Comics, well, moving up recently, actually, no, re- have, been doing, been, have been doing better than Marvel. Marvel have managed to kick it back up because they're less... They used to, For the longest time, they were, like, so focused on being like their films and TV shows that their comics were suffering, but they have managed to turn that around, in my opinion, anyway, now. And DC were doing well because they were focusing on their comics, and I think it's, now it's a nice little balance. I enjoyed seeing, like, the different Avengers characters. Yeah, the the, alternative world Yeah, like Captain Kosar, and we saw, like, a Beta beta Ray Bill, which was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then, like, the Captain Marvel that was in flames, I was like, oh, hello. That was kind of cool to see, and then them on a mission. And there was a lovely callback to... um... So one of the things, like I mentioned before, Marvel getting themselves back on track, was this new line they launched called Legacy, and it started with this Legacy book which was all about how all these different characters have their own legacies. So, like, your Spider-Mans, your Captain Americas, your Black Panthers, they all have legacies. But the ones that were really interesting were the ones sort of like um, like your Black Panthers, like your Ghost Riders, yeah. and your so- your Sorcer- Sorcerer Supremes. Because, yeah, we know them as to T'Challa, we know them as um, Doctor Strange, we know them as four. But before that, there was people like them before, so they sort of did a... Di- a a years ago Avengers like team that. led by Odin a different Black Panther at the yeah. realm a different of Supreme and they brought it back in this which is very exciting because I remember reading the legacy book and going oh I'm excited to see where this goes and it went pretty well but then seeing them at the end with this one, where That's like cool, like because this whole book's narrated by Tony Stark, which was a nice touch considering what happened with Endgame. Yeah, yeah. And it's then he, he, meet, he you know, you see Milner flying, you're like, oh hello, and then it's Odin, you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool, and it's exciting what it sets up. It, this seems to be sort of like after um, War of the Realms as well, which is the big story that they're leading to now. And Thor's getting a lot of, um, Thor and Odin and that sort of area, Asgard, the whole different um, realms, is getting a big push at the moment in Marvel. And it's because, well, mainly Jason Aaron's you know writing all this stuff and he was the one who did four and then did uh now he's doing avengers and it's sort of it's very similar to what jonathan hickman did with fantastic four like he made the fantastic four a big thing and then had this big event secret wars that involved it all and it's it's nice when a writer is able to do this with
1: a big company like marvel it's very it's very very exciting what did you think of Savage Avengers Fraser because I've actually read the first issue of Savage Avengers as well I just I just bought it it, was, it wasn't yeah, on pull or pass yeah, but I just bought it because I liked the look I re-
0: of it I really enjoyed it and I liked the team because obviously it's like Wolverine and you know like I did Electra, Electra and... and I liked the whole thing of like um, because it's the hand in it who uh, you know they're trying to they're trying to intimidate Matt Murdock and then that whole reveal of Electra was like, oh, you think stick, the greatest student stick had was smack Murdoch, and then it's like... It, was like it definitely lives up to the name Savage Avengers. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the characters, they pick the Punisher
1: and Venom, they're all... Well, they're all sa- lethal savage, protectors exactly. for wanting... A, you oh, know. my goodness. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all weapons. Yeah, and then... As a concept, it's brilliant, and yeah. this was good, but it wasn't great. And the, I'd say the same of the first issue of Savage Avengers as well. For me, when I bought, when I got Savage Avengers issue one, rather than this um, free comic book day yeah. copy, it was a, a tentative pull because it was just it left good you enough, wanting, wanting more. Almost. It was just good enough, yeah, but only just. <laughs> so it was. It's. It's. It's the lowest form of pull for me, but Isn't I have it, a feeling it's going to get better. i like, uh oh, go on then. I'm yeah, like, there's an oh, go on then, pull.
0: Now, the next book we're talking about, another Marvel book, and a book, this is the biggest exciting one I was uh, happy we were picking up, was the Spider-Man one. It's also, uh, it's also got a Venom story in this, so it's a Venom and Spider-Man, well, Spider-Men story, and it's starting a big Summer 2019 event, and that was the big sort of um thing I got from the Venom book. Was it was setting up absolute carnage. We talked yeah. about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was when already the, in for that when but... the writers, you know, mentioned that, and like before that, they even mentioned that two big events were going to get set up. And I loved that we got Eddie Brock sort of like almost narrating, but it was through a police interview. And he was saying he was like you need to call the avengers and all this and everyone's like oh he wants help from them and it's like no to warn them and i'm like
1: oh you're setting up carnage to be a
0: big threat here
1: i i really like this i've not read venom for a while i'll be honest and i know that the current run is being very much well loved so it's probably something i should look at in trade as soon as i can but i like eddie brock as a madman who is Separation anxiety. From yeah, the, yeah exactly. it's, it's. I like this character, and it's, it's one of them as well. Uh, it's. It's kind of almost heartbreaking, but I. I, no, I like it. Yeah, because like the it two lot. of
0: them have built that relationship over the years, and it's. It's cool to see. Why did you think of Lee Price? Because he, the guy who had like the, um, had the Venom tattoo, and he was like, "No, you're not Venom." and
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, um, it was it was very very well done. I, I was to be honest, I was already in for yeah. Absolute Carnage because I loved Total Carnage so much. That it's, it's a Passover. Maximum Carnage. Maximum yeah. sorry, yeah, Maximum yeah. Carnage. And
0: total, I re- I reckon Totally Carnage will be the next one. In, maybe the trilogy. But, but, and, but no, yeah. I was already so in. But this just reassured me. Oh, so yeah, for sure, and it was a good way to set up as well because I feel like yeah. a lot of people will pick up the Spider-Man book, maybe not reading Venom and being like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you did get your you got. Because it would set, it, I can see this setting up, you know, a big Venom story. But it can also affect the Avengers as well. Can so, like they said with their two stories, I can see this book setting up too. Um, but definitely, you know, we've got some cool summer stuff to expect from this. Yeah. And the second one, I just kind of liked it because they teased it at the beginning. It's like Spider-Man versus Spider-Man um, Ellipsis, The gloves are off, and it's they do this thing like they're setting up this big battle, but it's not. It's just like they're competing with who's what's the best pizza in New York and it was a nice little story between the two that cute little relationship between Peter Parker and Miles there's that generational
1: thing as well let's be honest their friendship is very similar to yours and mine yeah it's very very I do references that you don't get yeah and we (laughs) you know you're my best mate and that's never what I expected I never expected my best mate to be nearly half my age but who cares and that's what's that's what the two Spider Men have. That's what Miles and Peter have. Yeah, and, and I, I, I liked reading, reading it because it reminded me of us. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And, and it, the best pizza in New York is in the Bronx, Jackin. Yeah. From from the pizzas I've had, all three of them in New York, the best pizza is in the Bronx. My favorite pizza is the one that costs a dollar because
0: they're literally everywhere, and it's like you can get a pizza for a dollar. And this isn't like some dodgy pizza. This is like a. F- big slice of pizza yeah, so yeah. I do love pizza from New York but I liked what they, the pizza represented to them and how like Peter and Miles like you know what because um, the shock is like no the best pizza is clearly from whatever and they're like oh, this guy is mental yeah. but it is that thing of like the pizza they're like oh no this is the best pizza to me because this it represents my childhood it represents growing up we've had arguments like that it, yeah it feels like the reason why this is the best pizza is because it reminds them of their you know Peter being with Aunt May eating pizza when he was eight or whatever, and it brings it all back. And they still have that joke thing of like Miles being like, Oh, but I'd still have some of your pizza. And he goes, Yeah, I guess your inferior pizza's okay too. And it's that fun dynamic. Yeah, yeah. It's a story about pizza, which is, is great. I would have even, like, there's some people who would be a bit like, Oh, it's a good thing it's a free comic book because otherwise I wouldn't have re-. I probably would have read this story. Yeah, I think it's a lovely little I story. I would have read this story even if we had to pay for it because I just love it. And, and- oh, we didn't even. <laughs> Right, how are we going to do this? Well, so, for Avengers um, and Savage Avengers, pull or pass on reading Avengers.
1: Savage Avengers was a pull for me. I said that. Yeah, um, Avengers. We, we, you... it, we don't have to play it as formal as pull and pass. But I reckon it's a, we should. It, it's, because... a pull, it's a pull for me on um, on maximum, uh, not maximum carnage. Absolute carnage. Absolute carnage. Because that's my question for this one is.
0: Pull or pass on maximum cut. Car- absolute, you've got me doing it now. Sorry. So the way this pull or pass—it's yeah, a pull. Actually, let's let's reel it back. And so the way pull or pass for this will work is a lot of these free comic books will set up something for their book or they'll say if you want to keep reading or or they might
1: want you to might suggest that you start reading the comic book
0: from the start so what we'll do is that'll be our pull up so after reading this Um, so yeah for this Spidey book they're not trying to set up a you know a pizza series it is the absolute carnage absolute carnage which is absolutely a pull yeah for me too now we're moving over to oh no we're not I need to move these out the way we're moving over to DC okay uh, some would say the second biggest publisher some would say the first biggest second. publisher depends Definitely you, the your thing is um, so the first book we're going to look at is A Catwoman Tale which I didn't see at first I only saw because the title's called Under the Moon I was like oh, this Under the Moon looks cool and then I was like who's it by though and then I saw DC I was like oh, and then oh yeah of course it's the Catwoman book and this also had a preview of Teen Titans Raven as well Um, This, importantly, um, to make a note of, this is part of the DC Inc. line, um, and they have a little note at the beginning. It says, This sample has been deemed appropriate for all audiences. This book in its entirety is intended for young adults 15+. plus." So DC Inc., they brought out a couple of labels. Um, The other book we're talking about is another label, but we'll go into that there. Um, We mentioned ages ago about the DC Black label. It had the Batman where he showed his Batawang um, so, but that was basically the, a rehash of Vertigo. Yeah, that's um, like that. This seems to be
1: like that's in between. 18,
0: this one is sort of like young adults are sort of like...
1: So in between the like, main titles and whatever the new Vertigo it's is It's sort called, of like
0: right? young adult novels, so it's more intended yeah. like, you know, your... Um, your Hunger Games and your books like that, yeah. Your um, Philip Pullman and um, yeah, exact material. And it makes kind of it makes sense that we've got Catwoman as a lead because a lot of those YA novels do focus on a female protagonist. And yep. We in this tale we get a teenage sort of um, a teenage cat woman, which was nice to
1: see. And it's a self-contained story. It was lovely. Yeah, and um, it's something I could very much empathise with. I, I, you... there, there is a huge joy in having a cat. Yeah, and a cat being a cat just a making you happy.
0: Call calls Cinder's, and I was like, oh. And then it, there's this horrible
1: like thing with the stepdad, and I'm like, oh no, she just wants the cat, and, and... just. The, the the whole thing reminds me a lot of because I read a lot of teenage fiction anyway I just like it and um, a lot of teenage fiction is a lot more bleak than I would expect it to expect be it and first, this, this was pretty heartbreaking pretty brutal and shocking in a lot of ways I can see why it was um, it, it, it's edging towards inappropriate for particularly young kids because it's, it's heartbreaking and um yeah you know, there's a website that will tell you whether whether the dog dies in films. I, I feel like is there should, there? yeah, yeah, there is, and uh, you can type in any film and it'll tell you whether or not there's a dog die in it, oh so God. you can avoid it if there's a dead dog. That's so I, I think that there should be one of those for comic for, books as well. Yeah, for dogs yeah. and cats. Dogs and cats. I was that. I wasn't ready. No, it's horrible, I wasn't ready.
0: Um, I also liked her relationship with Bruce. Yeah. Because we get introduced to Bruce and it's sort of that whole thing, she's like, Oh we are we st-? like she doesn't see themselves as friends and Bruce's like, Oh no, we're still friends but I went through this and we had a mini Batman origin within this tale, but it mm. didn't take up the whole book and it no it works well for their character and their dynamic because well, in current continuity they're married. Um so it was nice to see that and beautiful art just like looking at the yeah the front front cover which again is why i think it took me back that it was a dc book was it was so well illustrated and not that's not a dig at dc saying they're not usually well illustrated but it's that thing of when you see a dc or a marvel book you know you expect your big you the characters you know and all that sort of thing whereas this was sort of just like a different tale it almost did look like a young adult it looked like an indie yeah yeah and it was really really well done and it's nice you get to see um you know her with the cat and stuff it's it's lovely so oh wait and also the preview we had was for teen titans raven and what i really enjoyed about this was everyone was in black and white apart from raven but raven wore black so it looked like she was almost in black and white but her hair really highlighted and i think it emphasized her sort of mystery and sort of like her characteristics in this world how she is different and it was funny taking her to a place that's all about like mind reading and stuff like that and it's like well, that's sort of like i've got that power i've got a kind of power and they're like oh the reason this doesn't work is because someone here must have powers and she's like yeah that's me <laughs> So,
1: but then for me i think it's 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 It was nice, and it was self-contained, and I might pick up the the trade at some point, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. It doesn't mean it wasn't good quality, because I think it was. Yeah,
0: because it's setting up a young young adult novel for Raven, which I can say, like, these two characters, I think, are perfect for that YA demographic, uh, like we said with, you know, um, what you have in novels. It's really cool that they're bringing it to graphic novels, I think. And I think that's one thing I want to praise DC on especially is... Having these different sections for different audiences, I think that's really cool. It's an interesting see.
1: move, and I think it could do really, really well. Actually,
0: yeah. one thing that they advertise on the back as well, which I really enjoyed, was this sort of like it's um, DC icons, and it's it looks like these but it's these books on the, well the ones are Catwoman, Soul Stealer, Superman, Dawnbreaker, Wonder Woman, uh, Warbringer and batman nightwalker but they they especially look like young adult novels and they look kind of cool and it's like how you can binge read them all and it would be cool it would be cool to check some of these out or just flick through some of them just to see how they you know um how they deal with the characters or something like that because yeah, they've I mean, have... there, been novelizations in the past but ju-
1: it's just not been something yeah. that i've thought I'm, I'm interested in these just they
0: they just you know spring my curiosity really just mm. just from looking at them but um I say for this pull or pass, let's say um, let's say a pull or pass on the imprint. Would you check anything? out?
1: would you add anything gonna, from I'm the gonna DC ink? I'm going to keep my eye on ink? it. I'm going to keep my eye on so it. So you'd say a pull, just but not yeah. not not so, a full pull, but a, something just, on the. It's it is. Just piqued my interest yeah for sure. I'm
0: really interested in this um, imprint and I feel like this is what DC are doing with their free comic book day yeah, is and that's what you a free t- comic
1: book day is for giving
0: you a test of their imprints rather than the stories they have going because the second imprint we have is um, DC Zoom and it's Dear Justice League now this is targeted for their young audiences this is like you know kids reading and, and I said last week that this was one of the ones I was absolutely dreading but I have to say it is intended for kids and the first advert you see is teen uh, titans go so i was like oh yeah that's what we're going for and the first it's just the images you see the front cover it's all these like cartoon young sort of like almost childish depictions of the um characters but i kind of liked it in that way because it's like okay you know you're in for a whimsical tale and and you know it's for a younger audience the first thing that i noticed
1: well you you can't fail to notice it really is the, the, the the digest style and yeah. that reminded me of um, Beano comic book libraries, which exactly. I loved as a kid.
0: And they have the same in America
1: with Archie, so it was that yeah. kind of
0: thing. And I like that DC
1: had delving um, yeah, into that. Yeah, I like that they
0: differentiated
1: it like that. And it, it was a nice touch. And I'll be honest, this was a pleasant surprise. I was going to say, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I
0: really enjoyed the first story. It was, was dead cute.
1: So the way they I was of... I was blown away, to be honest with you. I mean, I was expecting it to be terrible yeah. and I was expecting to hate it. And I really loved it. It's really cute. So,
0: like like the title says, "Dear Justice League. So it's them, basically, they'll talk, they'll talk about a character. So they talk about Superman and all this. Like, he's the Man of Steel and all that. And there's all these photos. But then it'll be someone sending them a message. And the Superman message is really cute because it's like... Um, it's like dear Superman you're super right and it goes into this thing and he's like "Uh, do you ever mess up because I just messed up big time and it's this kid who's just like wondering and he sends it and Superman's there like you know saving the day and he's like hmm do I ever mess up and then he messes up but it's one of those like convoluted things where he does something small like doesn't make it over a building and then it's that domino effect and everything it's it's like a butterfly effect yeah and he he has to save the day in this extreme way because he just messed up and then he's like you asked me do I mess up
1: Yes, yes, I do. I have read pot. a lot of comics this week, and this was a genuinely welcome light relief. I was very. Pl- uh, it was yeah, cute. I, was, wasn't I loved it. it. it I actually it was, loved it. It and was nice. It surprised me, and I'm pleased it surprised me. And this is actually for just. It's not for an ongoing comic. It's for a one-off graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get that. I'm yeah. going to buy that comic. I'm going to buy that. 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 Definitely. That graphic so the, novel. That's what these imprints are. These imprints are setting up graphic novels, which a I lot of them is really are. Cool. Um, a lot, not just DC, but a lot of them across the board yeah. were com- like short comic book stories from more graphic novels than oh, yeah, past... uh, monthly release yeah. titles. I de- and I'm buying this. Yeah, that, that, that's de- a pull.
0: It's 100% a pull for me, so, and This is one of the. It's one of these things if uh, you know, because sometimes I like to look forward to the future and I think of like if I ever had kids or stuff. Or I kind of do want kids. There's a bit too much information for a thing, but like getting them to start reading comic books would be a nice thing for me because. Um, one of the things, I like, I suffer from dyslexia. Well, I won't say suffer. is a part of me. Yeah. Um, you'll notice on the show, I say it sometimes, there's dyslexic dribble or dyslexic daft moments. But one of the things that really helped me was reading comic books and sort of that helped me um, with it. And, like, if I do have a child, there's a high potential that they're going to have dyslexia. So something like this is really nice. Like, there'll be times... Um, I bl- bless my parents and bless my family. Whenever they try to get me, they get me co- try and get me comic book stuff for Christmas, and they'll get me like children's versions of the books. <laughs> so it'd be like explaining origins. But then I, I, I still keep them because I think put them one, to one side. Yeah, for, one day, for future one day children. when I have a, a kid or like I can give it to them and it's a gateway in. And this again is it? It's a gateway for younger kids to start yep. reading comic books because they'll read this and it'll be de- like they might see the films or whatever. Um,
1: but these gateway titles aren't necessarily not for us. I if they're, I, if yeah, they're well no, done and they're well written, I will read them. And f- exactly, this was yeah. this was great.
0: And it's one of them as well because you work as a librarian as well. So Part this time, could, yeah. This could be nice as a little like there oh, you go. It's really nice oh thing. yeah, I, I, I might try and get that bought in for the library as well. It's re- yeah, it's really nice. Now this is a, a big swerve. Because we're going on to the image titles now, and going from a ch- children's book to image, uh, we always joke about our different tastes and our yeah, yeah. childlike. And your the first one we're talk- the first one we're talking about is a uh, deadly Cass class uh, killer set. So yeah, so we're going from cute stories to um, assassinations.
1: Well, apparently there's a tele series of this as well. Yeah, heard of it? well
0: there's a no there's a teleseries series coming out, and it's the Russo brothers are working on it. And really, Benedict what? But no, is it? Oh, what's his name? I think it's Benedict Wong. His na- his last name is definitely Wong because he plays Wong in, um, in the Marvel MCU. Right, okay. Um, but he's appearing in it. And yeah, so this is, for me, this book was sort of like a letting you know that there's a TV series coming out and also more about like, this is what Deadly Class is. There is books if you want to read before the show. There's books if you want to read after. And um, as well as being sort of like a showcase of Um, The advertisements were very much a showcase of what Image do. Um, Yeah, so this was sort of almost like an advertisement for the show. So with this pull, it's almost... We can also sort of say, did it make you want to read more of the Deadly Class books? Um, And we can also do a slight pull that's, did it make you want to watch the TV show? Which we're probably going to watch anyway.
1: I, I liked the the swipe at um, comic book fandom in there. I, I liked that yeah. a lot. Um, and I like that they didn't pull their punches with the violence. And the, the, there was a lot to like about this book. But just from a concept point of view, I don't like it. I, I, I think it's... They're, they're trying to do serious with something that is fundamentally ridiculous. There is not an assassin school. You can't have an assassin school. Yeah, An assassin school is not a thing because it would be shut down. It, it even oh, even in the worst <laughs> parts of the world. I, it, I just I I found the concept difficult, but I liked a lot about this book. Yeah. So I don't know. I might watch the teleseries, series but yeah. I'm not going to read the there book. There might be that thing of, like, the
0: teleseries doing it. We'll,
1: we'll, put, we'll put that on Binge It Up in it. We'll yeah. put the teleseries on Binge It Up in it.
0: Yeah, the teleseries might deal with it a bit um, better because there have been wacky concepts or concepts that you're unsure of in it the comics. It doesn't even feel wacky to me. It just feels rubbish. <laughs> Sorry. But there are no, there are concepts like that that are better dealt with, with, you know, TV studios or mm. looking at it. Because it's three people working on a book and, like, one writer, one writer so it's sort of one of them Whereas like when you... Do a TV series it's a whole whole group coming together yeah. I really enjoyed our main uh, protagonist I like that um they didn't want to be in this world and we sort of go back to him and he's sort of like he people watches and sort of that's how he learns about the world through that and seeing people's interactions and he's like unsure if he's jealous of people's conversations or whether he's like he's sort of glad he's missing out on that and it was yeah it was interesting and it was clear he didn't there was that unsure thing of and it's a thing of, that you have when you're a teenager or older or, like, um, happens all the time and never goes away. <laughs> well, you're not really sure what you're doing, but you keep going anyway, uh, because it seems right. But... Um Wow wow wow. That's, but not, it, that's
1: not necessarily just you for it. was
0: nice that they did that in the like with their concept of the whole assassination school. And I liked that for me yeah it was a bit of a bizarre concept and it's one of them that you just sort of accept the accept the world I always accept the world that I'm presented but I can understand your way of looking at it as well. Um I like it, there was that thing of like the assignments one of the assignments or so the questions was name someone from your country and who uh who got assassinated and their assassin and stuff like that but then they used that as a crux of sort of like um because it was from their nation it was all these people from different nations and it sort of touched more upon like na- national stereotypes in a way if that makes uh. sense and sort of like the identity you're supposed to have if you are american or if you're from here so i thought that was na- that was a nice little um a nice little message they had in there a nice little um Motif running through because it sort of it ran with the characters in a way like they're finding their identity through uh, uh through assassinations really. I mm. liked as well that there was that whole thing of um, they were talking about what they wanted to be when they were older and a lot of them didn't want to be assassins. One of them wanted to be like an artist and wanted to, should, someone asked him, "Oh, but how are you going to change the world?" And then I liked one of the characters saying. So why everyone's so focused on changing the world, they're not focused on changing yourself. And then there was like you say that dig at Superman is like, Yes. Yep. And I was like, Oh nice. And it, it was a cool message to have in there. And I feel like that message is gonna be sort of important to our main protagonist um, as they go through this series. Um, I think for me, um, Paul it's definitely a pull in terms of me watching the television series yeah, and TV then I feel series. like if I get into the television series it can become a pull from there so it's it's one of them this book definitely got me interested in the television series as well as like you know the Russo brothers being involved and I know this comic book writer has done some incredible stuff as well so um you know if the television series works out I would definitely um check out the book it's one of those things it was like with the Umbrella Academy yeah, I watched yeah, it yeah. It was one of them when I was like, oh, Gerard Way, he's done, I've heard he's done some okay stuff. And then I watched the series. like, oh, okay, now I'm definitely checking out the book. And it's, it's yeah. a nice way to do it. And this is sort of like, again, all this is sort of marketing. So it's marketing the TV series, which is marketing the comics, which, you know, all works out really good. Now, the next image book we're going to talk about is Spawn 1.
1: And I imagine you have a lot of words on this because I, Spawn's a you're big fan of Spawn. I already own and love the uh the, the spawn i I've, I've i've got like um lots and lots of collected comics of this and um i was like well i know spawn no spawn 1 i've read it a few times i'm really you know i'll, I'll read it again and oh it's in color
0: yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Because when I looked at this, I was like,
1: the versions I have on collected comics in graphic novel form are black and white, and then suddenly it was in gorgeous color. Because
0: that messed with my head. Because I was like, I was like, oh, Spawn one, so I was like, okay, so it's going to be the one from way back when. And then I looked and I was like, wait, but that wasn't in color. And then I was like, when I was reading, it, I was like, the art style was definitely from the time it was released. It's the original. So I was like, it's been colored in. Yeah, yeah, and. I would like to see more of that. It's nice, and it? Could you imagine if they retrace the steps? Because the big thing this was um, pushing was Spawn 300. 300. Which is coming out in August um, 2019. So it was nice that they sort of had this. Um, instead of doing like a whole new issue for it, they went back and sort of, yeah, like touched upon it again and, and um, coloured it up. This and... was
1: very much in its. Uh, the, the story just about holds up in its kind of emo grungy glory. Yeah. But the colour just. I was very very pleased I I wasn't expecting it I opened the book and I was like oh here we go speaking of opening stuff up that full page
0: splash page where you like have to turn it you have to like you're reading it this way and then you turn it and go oh that's epic that that was great
1: in black and white but it's so so gorgeous in colour it was
0: it was beautiful like that was my first time seeing the splash page and seeing it in colour as well I would have have always argued that
1: Spawn didn't need to be in colour but oh my goodness I was so glad now seeing it it, now seeing
0: it in colour it's like uh, I do enjoy it as well though
1: yeah so, so for me I mean it's it's, it's an odd one I, I I read this book and is it a pull but well, it was already a pull yeah. but it's it's almost like a pull squared because yeah. I want to see it in colour in colour again yeah you <laughs> see it all.
0: Um, are you going to check out Spawn 300 I mean we could probably stick it on pull or pass
1: yeah I think, let's stick it on pull or pass
0: yeah so yeah one thing I did like about this was the whole tortured soul looking for a girl and so sort of like that's how he became Spawn yeah like, this is more talking about his origin um,
1: oh this is very much his origin
0: um Oh, no, I mean, for, like, for me, because I haven't seen, I haven't read this before, so it was really cool to sort of read it. I've obviously been aware of Spawn, but obviously because the book was, the origin was so way before my time, I've never been yeah, able to yeah. sort of, and it's like, it's one of those intimidating things, of like, yeah, it's issue 300, so it was nice to go back and read it. And I did enjoy that sort of torture. So, all like he sacrificed himself for this girl and now he's stuck with this power that he doesn't really want and he can't remember this girl. And it's like, oh yeah, my it's, goodness, it's so... It's powerful stuff. So, so harsh and so cool. It's definitely... See, this is the thing. If 2 was coming out like next week or something in colour or it was a regular series coming out in colour, I'd definitely add it to a pull. And I'm interested to see three hundred, the issue 300 and seeing how out of my depth I'll be and if I'm not out of my depth we'll find out when we do pull or pass that time and it's definitely a pull to read the 300 issue though and brilliant hopefully read some more now moving over from Image uh, we're now on to Dark Horse Comics and this is interesting because I was pretty sure we um, we read this a while back but it wasn't it, it was a different story it was a so different story we've got two stories from him it says Stranger Thing. it's one book Stranger Things also featuring Black Hammer. So, do you want to touch upon uh, Stranger Things first? Because this, we touched upon Stranger Things, the first issue, way, way, way back when
1: on Paul Pass. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I hope it's not this uh, same story, but it wasn't. Unlike that one, this this had spoilers, and but that's my fault. I I've decided not to watch. Stranger Things, I prioritised yeah. other things because yeah, I didn't get on with it, it.
0: So this happens in between season one and season yeah. two.
1: Um, but it's, it is a self-contained story and there was a lot that I liked with the empathy for D&D players and acknowledging that people don't understand, because I'm a and d player, yeah, yeah. and acknowledging that people don't understand and they, that even if they're trying hard, they get it so wrong that it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, um, I really... Yeah, I, I liked it That was the way to get, um, and it 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 very much gives you the the geek feeling of not being understood in this in this story. And you know, I I went through that as a kid. And Steve's attitude in this is very typical, patronising, but not necessarily deliberately so. Yeah. And I, I thought that was well done. And as as, as like um like a snapshot of how it feel felt to be a geek when geek wasn't so cool, this this got it right. Yeah, because it is set in
0: the 80s as well, so it will be that time capsule yep. as well and everything. Yep. I do like as well, it was sort of Steve and um, the sister, oh, I always forget her name, Mike's sister. I like their approach of dealing with Mike's, because he was upset um, because of the situations that happened in season one. I won't go into too much spoilers. But he was upset from that point, instead of being like, you know, the stereotypical, oh, come on board, things are better or whatever, they sort of just were like, let's just get him talking about anything. Like Let's yeah. just rebuild this relationship and I thought it was nice and it's that thing of like, you know, his, his sister tries to, like, there is that nice relationship there between the two and it it was a nice wholesome book and it was a nice sort of, it was a nice tale in between season one and season two. I, I, I've got to say, I do enjoy Stranger Things, Stranger Things season one and season two. Very excited for Stranger Things season three. It's better, something better, I excited. really
1: should yeah. try again. We, um, Maybe I was in the wrong frame of mind. Fun, fun little story.
0: Because, yeah, because you enjoyed the um, when we talk, first issue, didn't we, when we yeah. did pull-up our so it I said that then then as well. In, checking it out. Um, I really... Um, we really enjoyed this, um, me and my mate in Uni because we turned our wall into the wall from Stranger Things. There's like an eighty seven way to communicate. Uh, it's really cool, really cool. It was really fun. Uh, it was not fun taking it down and seeing there were some marks on the wall and be like, yeah, we don't have to pay for that. But we hit it well. We hit it well. Wow. <laughs> but one of the things this sets up, which is really interesting, and one of the big things that it's advertising, is a Stranger Things prequel, which I'm very excited, excited to see because they talk about like. Before there was 11, before there was the this and that, there was, you know, I'm trying to get the actual thing so I'm not misquoting. Uh, yeah, she sees the future, the government sees a weapon, a prequel cool series taking place before the events of Stranger Things season one, which I'm really excited about, A, because it's Jodie Hauser again, and she's done incredible stuff. We're always gushing about her. But also because I have enjoyed Stranger Things, and I'm interested to see the world before this. Now, I have a feeling, though, that this prequel and other spin-offs were intended to actually be on the Netflix show, but there was a lot of backlash from one particular episode in season two where they did try and set up other worlds and people did not like it. So it's nice that it's getting another life in comics instead of um, thingies. So maybe before or after
1: you watch the show... um, Maybe. Would this be a pull or pass? Well, both times I've read Stranger Things that I've, I've, I've thought that they were great comics. So, I just don't know. I I, I, I I need to give... It's made me decide to give the TV show another go yeah, when, I, when go. I find some time.
0: So, let's talk about Black Hammer. Because I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed the 4-4 um, the breaking in it. Yeah. Like, the narration at the, the beginning. The gentle meta is yeah. what I put on my notes. And then there was a character in a comic book and he was like, wait, is this my future? Is this... And sort of like, that worry there was sort of like, oh, okay, that was kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I'll let you get your... Favourite thoughts
1: on it? Oh, it, it, essentially, I don't have much. It's Jeff Lemire that I haven't read yeah. and I intend to read all of Jeff, Jeff Lemire because literally everything I've read by him has been gold. And it's exciting So as well. I, I knew this was going to be a pull.
0: Oh, we forgot to mention this on the news. We might talk about it. Uh, should we just leave it here? So Jeff Lemire is back working at Marvel August uh, 2019. Let's, yeah, actually, we'll talk more about that next week. We'll then talk then about that, that next week. We've, but that is, that we've was had a, a t- very long goal t- pass. That was a Twitter announcement and it was... oh it was exceptional just the fact that he's back at marvel and marvel getting all these exceptional writers but another thing that's happening in the future with black hammer is their crossover with the justice league yeah and this got me really excited for that so in terms of a pull or pass for reading more black hammer i would say definitely a pull because it's getting me more excited for that crossover with the justice league because it established the black hammer team and i was very like oh this will be cool seeing them interacting with the justice league i like this i like it a lot is that all your thoughts on yeah. that, the Dark Horse? So moving over now, we're on to Boom Studios. It should be called Weeden Studios, almost. So, so this is called no, wrong with that. Welcome to the Weedenverse, and it's a uh, we've got a book on Firefly, and technically two books on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of them's called Frenemies, uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer ones, and one of is a preview to Buffy the Vampire Slayer issue one. Now, we've already talked about Buffy the uh, Vampire Slayer issue one. I think it was a pull for both of us. Yeah, so it's, it's
1: already on issue four s- as well, so and I'm, I'm up to date with that. We're,
0: we're going to ignore we'll that part that. for now. We're going to talk about Firefly and Buffy the Vampire Slayer from these books. Um, what were your thoughts on them, Mark? Well, Firefly
1: was a phenomenon as a TV show. It only had 16 episodes, but the fact that it was 2002 as well so 15 16 17 years later people are still into firefly is is it, it, it's like the epitome of cult. It is, and yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad for it because it's a great universe. And this introduced a new character, which to me was a little bit disappointing. I would have liked to have seen Mal and the usual characters. Yeah. But the, expanding the universe is not a bad thing. And that was what they, like the front
0: cover, it has, you know, the main characters from Firefly, Buffy the Vampire. Which is so perhaps an angel misleading. Yeah. Um, but it's one of them. It's like you say, with cult cinema, cult TV shows, they always sort of live on in other mediums. Uh, Paratex, there you go. Well done. Uh, my uh, cult cinema lecturer will be very proud that I use that. But they do live in other forms, like the Buffy the Vampire, say, so, continued on in comics. Firefly. Conti- in very good comics, Firefly actually. continued on in comics. So this is, it, again, this is just sort of a thing of like, whedon's work is still out there for you to read in comics and like because there was that disappointment when Firefly got cancelled and people with buffy always wanted more stories and this is what they, you know you got the angel series and angel appears in this Buffy book yeah. which i really liked and it was interesting because both books um were set up for their issue like you can continue reading and they were both on issue five the buffy one had like Continue reading in Buffy Five and Angel One, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, this.
1: I've I've bought Angel One. <laughs>
0: so I was gonna say,
1: yeah, pull or pass for you on these Firefly. It's a will read in trade. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna be buying the single issues. It has, so it's so I suppose it's a pass. But for me, for to to add something to my pull, particularly now as my pull is gigantic, it has to be something very special. Yeah, and I, I want to read the stories, Buffy's... but not so much that I'm gonna be buying single issues. I think issues. Buffy's already technically. It, it is on my poll. poll it's unit. already Same on my poll.
0: Same with me. Um, Angel, I guess I'd put it on my pull as well. It's one of the, it's, especially if it's going to interact with the Buffy story, I'll add it to my poll. Just because you don't want to get half of the story, I'll be like, mm, I feel like I'm missing out here. I don't want to be missing out. Mm. So, yeah. Now, another, let's go to another publisher. We're going over to Archie. Little shout out to um, that royal baby that was born this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's
1: called Archie, he's got ginger yeah. in it. I
0: know, yeah, I was like, hey, I wonder if that's a, you know. I doubt it. There was an America, American mother, so you know. I, I doubt it. Uh, so, yeah, this is, it's it's a bit misleading, because it says Riverdale season three. Um, there's not too much spoil from season two or season three. It is very much based off uh, small knowledges from season so, one.
1: So my problem uh, with this book, beyond the fact that I was always going to have a problem with it, was it was the most cynical of the lot. All the others put in a decent story, sometimes two. This was 50% comic, 50% ads. Noticeably more ads than any of the oh, other yeah, books. Oh, yeah, towards the, the end, in yeah. In the whole yeah, yeah. of the, in, of, the out of the 30. I've actually read all 30 so far. Um, out of, this was noticeable because it was just ad after ad after ad. Yeah. And that just irritated me. I get it. You, you're giving us a book for free. But this was blatant. And it was yeah half borderline book. obnoxious literally like half the book is ads but to be fair some of the ad, like um, yeah what
0: was the one was I wanted
1: to so uh, much so much ads I can see you flicking through it now and there's nothing but ads
0: it's literally like a whole thing of yeah I was just trying to th- there was an ad I was interested in I think it was literally that um, but you can't find it because there's so many ads no it was the Sabrina the Teenage which one because we mentioned that I mentioned on yeah, the yeah. and it was really it was cool to see and ju- it is that thing of like I understand Archie's got so much going on right now but like a further story would have been nice and i have read free coming but days uh books from arch in the past and they've done little digests as well and they have been they have been great in the past but it it, it is a shame that this it is was cynical this is literally just it's almost like an ad catalog like an argos catalog or yeah. something like that and it's disappointing that this time around that they only a brought out one book and it is this book it would have been nice to see like you know, with the popularity of Sabrina, seeing a Sabrina book as well, yeah. um, seeing an ad for that, seeing like a free comic book day for the Sabrina the Teenage Witch, because there are a lot of people who enjoyed that TV series. And reading that first issue, it's really nice because they've managed to mix that TV that TV series with some of the elements from the Chilling in Adventures. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice for me because it's a nice balance because I'm a big Freddy cat. So Chilling in Adventures, the book and the show, can be quite scary at times. But this and the original TV show is a bit too much like Riverdale, a bit too much like "Hey, teeny Bot, it's all okay." Whereas, like this book, the Sabrina, um, the Sabrina book that they do now, teenage uh, witch one, is a nice balance between the two. There is some gory elements in it, but it's not all gore all and the it, time. Look,
1: we touched on it with. Which is more me? I like to be surprised. I like something that I don't think I'm going to enjoy to make me enjoy. And the story was okay. Yeah. The art was okay, but this just isn't my thing, and I was very, very irritated by what, the number of ads. One thing I did enjoy is
0: like sort of the relationship that has Pass. been built that has been built in Riverdale between um, Betty and Archie. I you know, like sort of like the gif of Maggie. They say you know when, because th- the last time I saw this, and I know it's a big literary device used, but the last time I saw this was in a um, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Mickey got um, Mickey got a pre- like this case for Minnie's necklace um, but sold his harmonica for it and Minnie, yeah, yeah, Minnie yeah, yeah. But sold her necklace to get him it's a, story a harmonica been done case a lot and it's really nice show. and I loved it in this Riverdale thing where it's like he sold his guitar so she could get a case and she sold a camera to, and I was like that's really cute because it's it it's epitomises it their characters just because it's done a lot doesn't mean it wasn't done well no I know you'd be like the, it's fair to be cynical on the book for other stuff but this was a nice touch this, this was right. the one the one good thing that they did in this Missouri. in this thing and it was nice it was a shame that we didn't get to see this in the TV series but it was nice to see it in um, another way now I know you're thinking my goodness this poor passage is long it is but very long on the last book and it's from IDW 20 years of IDW 35 years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we're ending it on a pretty savage note, and a pretty cool note as well, because we talked, last week when we did the preview, we were always talking about how we want to read more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this was sort of like, it led on to sort of like the city, city at War story, and, you know, I really dug
1: so, this, but what were your thoughts? Um So, my experience with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, to be honest with you, and and the films. I I haven't read any of the books, and it's always something that I've really said I should do, and I never get round to it. So there were characters like Catter and Bludgeon and Alopex, and and I don't know any of these characters. But what I did like about this was that it was a car chase in a comic book, and somehow they managed to get the intensity and the urgency of a car chase... In a comic, and I don't think that's easy to do. It's obviously a lot easier to do on a film, but they got this really, 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 really right. The Mutanimals look cool, and well, that I, yeah. I you know, I. The one thing I did also like at the back there was a helpful little timeline and of, of the collected comics it's literally
0: got like start here volume 1 and it's got like little interceptions as well where there's and like spin off books and I really do enjoy that reading guide and you and compare le- that le- to Riverdale which it, was just ads
1: it whereas le- that was it clever
0: le- it leads on to like yeah like volumes 21 and it's one of them like it's it's a cool way because these books are to get people
1: reading. Yeah, but um, I, I feel like that was a much more friendly, subtle, less yeah, exactly, in-your-face yeah, yeah, yeah. way, and I thought that they did that so well with that clever little timeline. Yeah, it was that that's a guide for me it was, because re- I want to read Teenage Mutant exactly, Ninja so Exactly. Now you can
0: you've got a little gateway, and what I liked is they did two sort of stories in a way. One of them was that like car chase was which much more directed to the city at war story, but then there was this one that was almost like an origin, but they're in both we got like a full cast we got the mutant mute animals in there we got the foot Clan. we got Krang we got Shredder we got Splinter it was crazy really it was like if you are a big fan of this everyone was in there if you're someone who's interested in it everyone's in there and you're like oh they they look cool they look cool who's this who's that and then at the back it's like you like these characters here's where to follow the story and it was yeah very well done as a, I mar- so. as a
1: marketing tool, and also the story itself was really. I'm going well. to buy the first graphic novel now because I know yeah. the name of it because of that timeline. 100%. And I think uh, I thought that was a brilliant way to do a free Comic Book Day book. And they also and let, they did that right.
0: They also let you know about all the different crossovers they have with the Ghostbusters yeah. and with Batman, which is like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Bonkers, as definitely, well. definitely a pull. Yeah, so that's, I think so. That's it. That's the ten books we've read for this week. um like we always say, um, that's just our two opinions. We want to know your fellow geeky opinions. And um, did you? What comments did you pick up t- um, on Saturday and free comic book day? Did you miss out on it? What are you doing? Maybe if you go into a comic book store, go on eBay. Some as well. might, some might still have them. Some might start charging you. But um, and there's always eBay. I try, suppose. Try and find a way of reading them, or like if you wanna, if someone's got something, lend them. Definitely check them out. We're, like I say, we're gonna. Talking about ten more next week and ten more the week after, so there's twenty more books for you all to look forward, <laughs> all to look forward to. But out of these ten, which ones um, interest one you? Like? Which ones did you pull? Which ones did you pass on? We want to know all your geeky thoughts and more. And like we say, you can reach us on our Facebook discussion group, on our Twitter, and we've got a YouTube uh, comment section below the YouTube video for this. Um, but yeah,
1: that's a, a third done. <laughs> So that's a very long pull up pass. Ooh, but that is pull or pass, though. So, yeah, we've um, massively overrun on pull yeah, or pass. We we were always going so to. So, yeah, 10 bucks. I
0: don't really want to say overrun. I think we just used a lot of time. And this, like we said at the beginning, was just a test, to be honest, because we are doing 10 bucks rather than our typical free. And it was one of them. We we did plan for a four segment show just in case we got to. It just so happened this week we had a big chunk of news, and yeah, this was a test a week to see how long pull or pass is going to be. And it took a while. Because we've got we've got ten books to talk about for the next two weeks as well. And it's so, we, we, we you know we will we will do the trade off and we'll do yeah, the binge at a bin at another at point. future point. So like if you're irking for them, don't worry, they are coming. And it's yeah, it's just one of them of. He's playing, it's a special month, isn't it? Playing, playing it by ear, is it, really? And sort of, like, getting to know it also. But, yeah, that explains why we've only got... Again, Thanos has appeared. He snapped his fingers and half our segments have disappeared. Yeah, that's right. He did it last week and he's done it again this week. Now, but it does make it easier for me with the YouTube videos because that means there's only two YouTube videos true. this week.
1: So, uh... So, what, what, we, what we are going to talk about is um, the future. June and July for Geek of the Week. Whoa. We're going to just let you know what we're doing during that month. And,
0: Fraser, do you want to tell us what's happening? So, I'm being snapped away for two months, but then Mark's going to snap his fingers back, and in August, I'm going to return.
1: Yeah. So, the Fraser's no, so going I, away. Uh, basically.
0: I, I'm going to uh, America for two months, working at a summer camp um, like I've done the past uh three years. This is my fourth year. Um, and this is something that I had arranged before we restarted the show. Yeah. Um, and it was something we always sort of knew was um, going to happen. So we sort of... We had made relatively plans. We've and made some plans.
1: We've made some plans for the future. We're, we're going to pre-record some stuff. So yeah. perhaps the stuff that we're cutting this month we'll actually pre-record and I'll just put yeah, into the yeah. show So there'll, there'll be more
0: stuff. And like we say, you'll see more of the fourth segments appear as maybe first or second segments. Yeah, or, yeah. Or there might be like whole shows dedicate, like dedicated to a topic we might talk about yeah, like might- for, for example we might do stuff like um d- a summer preview for like all the summer uh, yeah. Marvel or mu- all, all the summer uh, superhero movies coming out or we might do like um, all sorts and the thing the beautiful thing with technology is we can always Skype call and stuff yeah, like gonna that yeah we're going to try both, and get some Skype calls we, in some up to date stuff we've both got some um pretty good recording stuff Um, yeah. so that sh- um, I'm hoping to take that with me to America if not Walmart's around the corner I can always yeah. buy some cool um, stuff so there'll be like check-ins obviously far from homes coming out during the summer I'm going to want to gush about that. I might just record a whole thing yeah which you might, can do and send might, it over. That might be a whole another hour and a half um Yeah, you can conversate. have
1: ten, You can have 10 minutes. When it's my show you can yeah. have 10 minutes on Spider-Man. Get in the bin, mate. <laughs> it's, it's still our show. But um we um, I I've lined up some quite exciting guest hosts which I will announce over the next few weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to do some shows that are a bit kind of workload light. So I'm going to do a couple of music shows as well where I'll play songs from from um films Created, you know, films... um, Comic book related. Adapted from comic books. But we're going to have some interesting Uh, stuff. And we're going to do as much pre-record stuff that I can put in as well as we like. So there will still be plenty of Fraser. But there will also be other slightly different format shows and some guest hosts. Which I'm actually really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, it's just offering different options for you fellow geeks to keep it going. Because... We like you guys. We do. Girls. Geeks of all kind.
1: And we just want to keep the show running for you. So, thank you for listening to Geek of the Week. We've had a fab time. We hope you have too. And we'll see you next week on Geek of the Week. Great Scots! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media... It's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.